A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some awesome stories of compliance, and our first story of the day is from Kalish. We just need the IDs. Sure thing, boss. Our UK department had been running daily stand-up meetings at the start of each day. We'd focus the purpose of the meeting on catching bottlenecks and other issues before they happened, and cut out most of the fluff. They really lasted more than five minutes, and actually resolved issues fast. When we were bought out by a company across the pond in the USA, they wanted to have a manager sit in and listen, at first. Soon enough, our boss came up to us and said that we needed to have more detail of what we were doing every day in the meetings as they weren't comprehensive enough. We asked why, and were stonewalled. Later that day, we all received an email from the manager. It listed exactly how we were meant to run the stand-up, including, say the task ID you've been working on, then say how long you were on it and when you expect to finish. Repeat this for each task you've been doing. We raised that this went against the spirit of the meeting. We also raised the fact that the task ID is not the name of the task, and that the US team did not have access to our task board. This was also ignored. The next day rolls around, and our entire team are waiting for what was to come. I started with my daily tasks. Yeah, so yesterday I started on UX3854. I did this for half an hour, that task completed. I then moved on to UX3855. I worked on it for two hours. I completed that. I took half an hour each on UX3856, UX3857, and UX3859. The reason I did not do UX3858 was because it was blocked by DT4938 and DT3837. Finally, I started UX3860. I'm still on that today and expect to be finished by midday, after which I will start on UX3861. I might need some help on UX3861. Tim, can you talk to me about that after the meeting? Everyone caught on. We didn't mention any detail about what we were doing, only the task IDs. After three days, the US manager got the point and we returned to our previous method. At least they got the point and reverted. It would be nice if they apologized. It would be especially nice if they learned from this. If you're taking over as a new manager in a place that you haven't really worked before, but, you know, maybe they seem to have been doing their job alright. I think it goes without saying that it's very valuable to understand how they operate and why they operate the way they do. Are you the type of person that, when you're given dumb orders to follow, that you'd rather just follow through with them and allow them to figure out why it was dumb? Or would you rather just try to call it out as soon as you can? Let me know how you would feel about it in the comments down below. Our next story is from Kilted Turtle. You need more information in your weekly status report. This is back from the early days when project dashboards were becoming all the hot topic in CIO magazine. The six largest projects met weekly with the CIO to present current status. Meeting was an hour, but with people not being ready and the CIO always being late, we had each project not getting 10 minutes, but more like five to six. So I condensed my slides down to four to get through it. I was also aware that I was first, so I wanted to get done and let the other project managers get their time in. Most of the others had the same number. One week, the CIO gushes about dashboards that they had read about in a leading magazine. 
and how he wanted our meeting to start displaying more data. All of the project managers roll their eyes. He takes up half the meeting about this, so it was a rush to get the project status in. I go first, do my four slides. CIO goes, see, OP slides are a good example of how more data would be helpful. Four is not enough to get the full view of the project. Let's see a comprehensive dashboard next week. Next week, I'm all set. I've created a massive deck of all the stats I could find and create. They were all time series on the x-axis, but most had two y-axis values to be able to overlay the data. My personal favorite was actual work hours, effort minus meetings, against system loads as a percent, showing that when people were working, the dev environment was busy, and confirming that the nightly full build and automated testing was actually running after midnight. Handy to know to make sure we had the capacity, but pretty useless at a CIO level status. All of them were a hefty pack of 50 slides. Meeting starts, I'm first, and I go through the slides. At 30 minutes in, the CIO goes, How many more slides do you have? Just a few more in the dashboard you requested, sir. I continue on for another 15 minutes. Soon, OP? Yes, sir, just four more. And I presented the slides that I'd used for the last few months. OP, these last slides are perfect. Let's just stick to them for the next week. They then ended the meeting. We never heard about dashboards again. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, it's really fun to be just blown up with all of these statistics and numbers and oddities, metrics, progressions, whatever you could possibly just sink your teeth into. But then you realize it's no fun if you have to actually go through all of it. You want to just kind of fool around and look around it. You don't want to sit through a 75-page PowerPoint on each individual thing, especially not weekly. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Abyssian Sky. You determine my work time by the phone log? Then I will too. I was working for a company that had recently had some rapid turnover of managers and people. I worked for one of the two customer service departments. My department handles service calls and the other department handles incoming orders. We'd been without a manager for several months and we're doing pretty well. Our new manager comes on board and wants to change things up and use fairly useless metrics to judge things. I'd been at the company for many years at that point so I could do the work in either department without a problem. On days I was scheduled to work the later shift 1 through 9. I would come in a couple of hours early to help enter orders for the other team. Because of the loss of people, this was really needed. One of the days I was in early, my new manager took me aside to talk. She told me how she appreciated me coming in early to help, but there was an issue. I was logging into the phone queue after my starting time. She showed me a report that I'd logged into the phone late several times, usually a minute or two, but there was one time I was seven minutes late. I explain that I'm usually in the building on time or early, but don't usually log into the phone if I get distracted by a question or if I'm in early entering orders. She told me late was late and the phone log was her determining factor. Going forward after that, I stopped coming in early and focused on logging in on time. I wouldn't talk work with anyone until I logged into the phone. About a week went by before the manager noticed that I wasn't coming in early anymore and asked me about it. I told her that I didn't want anything distracting me and keeping me from logging in on time. She was pissed, but couldn't do anything about it. 
She continued to micromanage our departments until half of my department went to a direct competitor and named her as the reason they were leaving. She lasted two days after that. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, I imagine it's not really the workers' concerns to report to even higher management what exactly is going on here. And maybe you could say this is the fault of the even higher management for not paying attention to anything that's going on below them. Because you would think that maybe they would take notice of this before they just bled all of their workers to the point where in two days time you decide you need to fire a manager. It's definitely the manager's fault for being an awful manager, but where's the people who are supposed to keep the manager accountable at? Our next story is from TPB77000. If I get penalized for one day, then I'll be out for three. The maliciousness is small but has a great personality. So recently I posted about my malicious compliance that I was involved in back in high school at Ingalls. I've since graduated high school and college and now work a different job. The job I'm currently working isn't the best atmosphere and a lot of people don't like it for various reasons. It's very obvious like most places that they don't care about you and treat you as a number. Well, about a month ago I got sick, allergies and changing weather, which typically happens this time of year for me. I missed a day of work and because it wasn't scheduled UTO or PTO, I had to take an occurrence, which basically is a point against me and if I get to 5, I'll face disciplinary action all the way from a write-up to termination. This number resets on the anniversary of you starting. Well, I'm the only programmer because the previous programmer quit. Well, when I missed that day, I received an occurrence, came to work because my supervisor needed me to show a company who bought our old machine how I programmed it. I still didn't feel 100% but was no longer running a fever, so I obliged. Big mistake. By the end of my 12-hour shift, I felt like crap and felt worse. I told my supervisor and he said, well, take tomorrow off, but it'll be another occurrence. This kind of pissed me off because due to their rules, you can miss three days in a row and it's only one occurrence. But if you miss Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and go to work Tuesday, Thursday, that's three separate occurrences because you came back. So I said screw that and came to work the next day feeling sick but not getting another occurrence. I could have used unpaid time off or paid time off, but I'd recently came to pass my 90 days and maybe had four hours of both, which wouldn't cover my shift anyways. So fast forward to the present, as in a week ago, and I probably got a stomach bug. My immune system is not that good and my wife works in pediatrics, so she's always bringing me new things to help try and build my immune system. So the week that I got the stomach bug, we got a new machine to replace the old one we sold to another company. A representative came out to train the operators and show the new software. Unfortunately, that morning he came, I had my head in a toilet. 
So I called out, which now makes it my second occurrence. The next day, still not feeling the best, I didn't go to work, still only one occurrence. The third day, I really could have went to work, but after two days of feeling like crap, I really wanted to get rest and be well recovered. So I come back on the fourth day to find out that they had to pay this representative a good bit of money to keep him here until I came back, so I could learn the new software. Which made my boss, the plan manager, mad. He actually came to me and asked why I was sick for three days, and was it really three days of sickness? I told him the truth, I could have come back one day to get the training, but was afraid the next day I would have had to have missed, which means I would get two occurrences. So instead, I took the safe route and gave my body three full days of recovery so I don't risk it. This obviously made him upset, and now him and my supervisor are aware if I'm out sick, it will always be three days, if I can afford it reasonably. He even tried to pull, well, we're a family around here card, but that changes nothing in my eyes. The company I work for is owned by another company that owns 14 other companies like us. They're the ones that control 99% of the rules, so by me doing this, the plant manager has no way of stopping me. Corporate would have to pass a new rule. I also starting January will receive enough unpaid time off and paid time off to cover a sick day here and there, as well as get a long weekend of paid vacation. You know how I know that working in this company, that you have to look out for yourself? It's because they use that awful phrase, well we're a family around here. You know what that means? It means they want you to bend over backwards and give them so much extra free labor and not complain, not feel entitled to a cent more, show up when you're feeling your worst but you could still technically get your job done. I think it's almost guaranteed if a company tells you that, a manager says, we're like a family. That's how you know they actually don't care about you. Wouldn't you guys agree? Let me know in the comments. And our final story of the day is from Chaotic Ridiculous. Don't touch the tomatoes? Okay, there'll be none. This happened to my mother recently. For context, the neighbor and her have driveways that are side by side with a small patch of dirt slash gravel and weeds. Between that is basically no man's land and it's just there. It's about a foot and a half wide, runs the length of the driveway, and no one really takes care of it, leaving it as a border. My mom also has plenty of tomatoes growing in the backyard, including cherry tomatoes that are a favorite of crows stealing and other birds. Now, this spot was a favorite for birds to drop tomatoes or pick them apart, because there were no dogs, while there are in the backyard or main yards. At least that's how my mom tells it. Eventually the seeds sprout and there's small tomato plants starting to grow. Noticing them, my mom begins to water them regularly as she waters her front yard plants, as she has to walk by them with the hose anyways. This leads to cherry tomato plants sprouting and becoming incredibly fruitful between the driveways. After a while, they were disappearing, and my mom figured it was a combination of the birds and the wife of the neighbor couple because she was home all day. My mom didn't care because these were just chance tomatoes. She had plenty in the backyard garden, and it was just nice to have something more than dirt and gravel between the driveways. All was dandy until my mom went to grab a few to snack on while working in the front yard, and the woman next door confronted her. She told my mother that those were not her tomatoes and she needed to leave them alone. The neighbor woman continued that the patch of dirt and gravel was on her property, not my mother's, though our water meter was in it and ultimately it was like a 50-50 split if you even cared to look, which when it was just nothing, no one cared to. 
So rather than argue with her, my mom said it was fine and she left them alone. A few weeks later, they started to dry up and die without the frequent watering from my mom, eventually ending in the dirt and gravel patch, becoming just that again. I just don't understand how, if this neighbor lady was home all the time, that they couldn't recognize that OP's mom watering them was what was making these things sprout and grow. Did they think that these chance tomatoes were just growing ripe and proud and big all on their own with no interference? I mean, I suppose it could happen, but it's not very likely. I'm less kind of curious about how the neighbor felt after the plants died. Like, I wonder if they would ever have an accusation where they were like, oh, OP's mom killed the plants on purpose, when in reality they just left them alone exactly as they said. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.